the Off The Ball Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to uh, Off The Bench. We've been on a little furlough like everybody else for a while, uh, but we're back now with a new shorter series um, that we're thinking of calling back on the bench or benched again or something like that but anyway here we are um anybody who follows us knows that we are uh, off the benches a women's sport podcast in ireland where we like to give a voice and a face to female athletes and issues that you don't really see all, all the time in the mainstream media so for our first benched again or whatever we are we're back here um uh, on zoom and uh we're here with uh one of ireland's uh, elite rowers and that is Afrikio. hi Afrik. Hi, Lena. How are you? Great to meet you and great to have you on Off the Bench. Tell us, first of all, uh, what would you be doing in the normal circumstance if the coronavirus hadn't happened right now? Well, right now, this week, I would probably be initially on training camp, gearing up for um, the final qualification regatta for the Olympics. So that would have been held in Switzerland, uh, Lucerne. So we would have been doing our final preparations in the north of Italy, funnily enough. Yeah, and you were actually in the north of Italy before all this happened. Tell us a bit about that, because you go there to train a lot with Gary's team. Yeah, we do. We spend a good bit of time out there training. Um, so we were in the north of Italy again uh, for three weeks in February. We did two weeks of a training camp, and then uh, we added on an extra week to do some trials, uh, gearing up for the racing end of the season. And we were kind of hearing word that it was starting to break out uh, initially, particularly up in the north. And when we were flying home then um, through Bergamo Airport, we really started to get a bit scary seeing everyone walking around in masks and all that. Wow, how prophetic was that? You just got out in time. Um, exactly, yeah. And, and uh, you're part of, a, of a, a large women's squad who were looking to qualify. I was just saying, there's, a, there, there's about 10 of you who are trying to qualify. One boat has already qualified. Explain to people what's happened so far, even though we're talking another year now. <laughs> I know, I know. So basically the Irish women's sweep team is the biggest it's ever been really. Um, there's about 10 of us training together full time and we're looking to qualify a four. We already have the pair qualified. So Monique and Aileen qualified that for us at the World Championships. We raced the four at the World Championships as well, just gone. But we were unlucky. We came 10th. A top eight finish would have uh, secured us a spot in the Olympics. So we missed out that opportunity. So we've all come back, all guns blazing, trying to qualify that for at the race, which would have happened in, in the next few weeks. Right. Um, the way it works is the seats are qualified for the pair, but it's not the athletes. So yeah, it's, we're, all, it's, we're, we're all working together as a team to just ensure we get as many seats. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you compete for the places in the seats and it's down to your high performance director. So it's a, it's, a, it's a tough battle, even though you all train together, you work together, you're all really good close friends, you're fighting all the time for those places and for this place, for this four. Um, where are you now then? So you're not down in Inniscarra, which is where you normally are full-time training, uh, down in Cork in the National Training Centre. Where are you right now and, uh, and how, are you, how are you managing to keep going? So I went back home to my parents, uh, which is in Furbo in Galway. And I came back here just the first day of the lockdown. We kind of saw it coming. So we were starting to organize our equipment with our coaches, uh, what we could bring home to ensure we could keep the training up. So I came home that day, um, brought all the equipment home with me, a bike, an erg, and a row perfect. It's another kind of form of rowing machine. And yeah, I've just been sticking to the routine really as much as possible, you know, it obviously is tough training by yourself, but 
uh, we kind of check in regularly on Zoom and kind of do our sessions through Zoom together as well. So, you know, while yeah, you have group yeah. sessions. And how often mm -hmm. are you training then? Uh, daily, twice a day, different things? Yeah, twice a day, every day, really, to be honest. We get the, the odd morning off here and there, um, <laughs> but it's been pretty full on, yeah. Right. And, and you've done something extraordinary um, in, in, uh, in isolation. Uh, you've broken mm. a world record. Tell us about that. Yeah. So while we obviously traditionally train and race for two kilometers, uh, we, they're, they're kinda, there's a list of records uh, for the fastest time completed on the rowing machine, the Concept 2. And I think with lockdown, there's been, you know, a lot of kind of uh, people all over the world have been kind of putting up on Instagram and all that, that they did a half marathon, a full marathon, crazy distances on the erg that you normally, you, you probably cover that distance in a train session, but you wouldn't do it in one go, let's say. Of course. Um, yeah. yeah. So something I've never done before. And just, we just, we, as a group did it last Sunday. And I kind of started to realize as I was going that I was, on on target for it so i the la the second half i was like i've come this far may as well keep going well both both yourself and Sadie pushboard broke world records in your age mm -hmm. group so your age group is is that what it was your age group is 19 to 29 you're 28 yeah what 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 is a half marathon in rowing terms what was the what was the distance that you did and what was your time so it's just uh 21,097 meters it's the same as if you were to run a half marathon same if you're running it okay yeah yeah and and uh, and you broke the record of an American, I think, by over twelve seconds, from what I could see. Yeah, um, the I think the American girls, American girls did it together as a group last Tuesday, and then on Sunday we as a group did it, and we ended up breaking two records that they had yes. broken previously. <laughs> it was yeah. long. What? How long were we on the, on the erg? How long were we on the machine? One hour and. Uh, I think an hour, just under an hour and nineteen minutes. Yeah. Wow, and that is—I imagine—that's test a, a, a test of your um, endurance that you mightn't have done before, like that in one go. Mm. Did you know you yeah. had this hidden talent? Did you know you could be a world record holder? Uh, well, I don't know about that now, but I—I I would endurance. The endurance side of it would probably be my strong point. You know, we kind of test over different distances all the time between six k, five k, two k, and I probably would perform better at the longer, the longer distances. Right um so yeah you're made for distance you're made for distance yeah. you know that now um <laughs> so that was unbelievable and it was done i mean first of all bizarrely you're not from uh, west cork it's uh, you know it's unusual <laughs> enough we hear all these roads yeah it was done down in your parents house in forbo uh is it is that in the girls can you see the sea do you speak irish um, so it is in the Gaelsocks, yeah, it's in the Furbica, and I'm about a kilometre away from the beach. Um, I can't exactly see it from the house now, but if you just walk five minutes down the road, you'll end up right at the beach. Um, Which and, beach? Yeah, outside, uh, just Furbo beach. Um, beach. Yeah, yeah. so it's all along the Galway coastline and there's kind of a few beaches. Um, so not a bad place there. to be stuck in self-isolation. Yeah, no, it's lovely. Um, and do you speak Irish? Are you a native speaker? Uh, I went to an Irish school or Irish primary school, Scunna Ferbica. I have a small bit of Irish, but obviously I'm very out of practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you might be brushing up on that in the self-isolation African. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I loved, uh, you did, did you do it outdoors? Um, your parents seem to have a nice deck and they've got Irish flags up on it. Tell, is there anything yeah. unusual else about it? Yeah, so there's a deck just out of the side of the house, but I actually found with the weather, 
the first few weeks I was getting sunburned training outside um, <laughs> so gone? yeah so they dug out this gazebo that they've had for a few years and they put it out the side of the house we tried to angle it so that the sun in the morning sessions and then in the evening sessions I'd be covered um and then my mom was hilarious like she she didn't like looking at it she thought it was a bit of an eyesore so she started putting the bunting around it and had to stop <laughs> I had to stop her from, I'd say, fairy lights were close enough to be going around as well. <laughs> this is serious stuff you're doing, yeah. But it's nice to yeah. see the Irish flags on it. It's a reminder. Um, yeah. We hear so many people saying um, how hard it is on prospective Olympians, our Olympians, to lose the Olympics this year. How, how did it affect you, either physically and mentally, I presume? I suppose the period where we knew it was potentially coming was pretty hard because we were in the middle of a very hard training block. We were gearing up to race again in Italy um, in April around it was the Easter weekend we were meant to be racing so we were gearing up uh, for that quite heavily and just when you were hearing you know on Twitter every evening or on the news that this and that was happening and it was just so, we were so unsure of what was happening and because I suppose it's never happened before where the Olympics you know in this age where it hasn't happened and we just kind of didn't believe that it, you know would it be called off what was happening and then I think uh training that week was very very difficult just waiting to hear once we heard it was a bit of a relief that we now knew we had to uh kind of refocus and make a new plan um but i think uh, like because we've been away from the group now as well i think when we go back and we start going through the different milestones of oh we would have been here at such a time in the old yeah. plans like it might you know i think it'll be a slow burner i suppose kind of coming to terms with it really Right. And in an Olympic year, normally athletes are looking to peak physically. So you're all trying to, you know, that's how everything's been tapered. Is, mm -hmm. Will it be hard then to do that? Or is there some advantage to ye having maybe more chances to qualify for the Olympics next year? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're obviously trying to spin the positives for our own group. And I think our group, uh, you know, we're quite young. Um, We've very, very little experience. Uh, outside of Sunita, you know, our single scholar, none of us has been to a game. So, you know, a, an extra year of racing can, can't do us any harm. If the Olympics had gone ahead this year, it probably would have looked like there would have been no racing beforehand and we would have just had to show up at the Olympics yeah. um, and, and perform. So, you know, would that have worked in our favour? Maybe not. So now we obviously have another year as a group to figure out who's going to what boat and how we're going to qualify that for and then ultimately get a few races under our belts. Hopefully yeah, it, struck, it's, it strikes me that it's not completely bad news, I think, for some people who might have been injured or, as you say, might be trying to work out the best combinations in boats in your sport or whatever it is. So, yeah, there could be pluses and minuses to it, probably. Um, you found out you have a new talent or you found out that, that you have this brilliant endurance. Have you found out, is there anything else that you found out about yourself in self-isolation? What are you learning? Um, well, I suppose a big thing that we're all probably learning is that we can do a lot of training by ourselves. You know, ultimately, we're always looking to train as a group because you do get the best out of yourself when you're, you know, sitting beside someone else on the machine or obviously in the boats when the boats are side by side. You do push yourself that bit harder. But I think, you know, there would be certain sessions that ordinarily we would totally avoid doing by ourselves. and We'd always look to get that group atmosphere. Yeah. But, you know, it, it can be done and we have done it, you know, every day essentially since we've we've been put into isolation so i think we are learning those things about ourselves that we can we can do things by ourselves 
Yeah, and push yourself harder maybe sometimes. Do you have to put your results in? Do they all go back in or how do you feed, how, where does the feedback go back to your, to your central coaches and your high performance direction? Yeah, we have certain sessions kind of flagged every week, which would be, let's say, monitoring sessions and we feed that data back to them. Um, but to be honest, they kind of, they would record most things and they have a lot of information on us. So, you know, while you might not be performing one week, you know, they have years of information on us. So it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world if you're finding this block difficult, essentially. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, what I'm thinking is they, they can be monitoring you. Big Brother's watching you all the time as well. Oh, so yeah. Can you, yeah, can definitely. you, yeah. And do you have a day, I presume this was routine. You still have to be taking a day off and having a bit of crack. So we have, at the moment, we have Thursday mornings off. Um, we have the odd Sunday off. We might just do a, a certain day where we have one session and we would look to get that done quite early in the morning then. So we have the rest of the day to ourselves. Okay, so it's pretty, still pretty full on, but we know that rowers, rowers tend to train an awful lot. You put in huge mileage every week. Um, mm -hmm. have, you, um, have you developed any things in lockdown that have helped you? Do you have a pet? Do you have hobbies? Do you have a time for anything else? Or what, any recommendations for us to help us with our lockdown um, monotony? <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, my, uh, I have a dog here at home that I obviously don't get to see when I'm in Cork. And I'm actually worried for the day when I have to leave because she has been glued to me since I've come home. Her name um, and her type? She's a Phoebe. She's a King Charles Cavalier dog. Oh, they're gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, so she's the definition of a lap dog. She's essentially attached <laughs> to me. I have to, I have to lock her in the kitchen now just for this so that she wouldn't be running over. <laughs> she wouldn't do those little um, baby things that comes in around, uh, around the live Zoom. Go yeah. On barking at the postman or something um yeah so yeah I've just been kind of walking her in between sessions and um walking down to the beach and things like that it's nice lovely therapy god what a beautiful place and such gorgeous weather and who else mm -hmm. is at home with you do you have brothers and sisters or is it just mom and dad I do have brothers and sisters but they're not here they're they're uh elsewhere my brother's in Dublin and my sister is in Spittle just up the road but oh. it's just myself and my mom and my dad here yeah Okay. And what else can you do to, to, when you're not training, what else helps with the monotony? Well, I suppose uh, Netflix is usually a winner, as everyone is probably spending hours and hours. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anything you've got hooked on? And the, the Last Dance by Michael Jordan, I'm watching that at the moment. So I think that's Cargo quite interesting. Bulls documentary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just out in the garden with mum and dad like they have such a nice space out here and they're kind of they're saying it's the first year that the weather's been so nice so early and um they've been putting a lot of work in out there so I've kind of been helping them as well you know for a half an hour here and there and then I get tired too tired to do the garden <laughs> yeah essentially so when do you think that this I mean if you are you projecting forward or are you just avoiding projection what helps you um a bit of both I suppose you know I think training wise you just have to think day by day but then I think we are kind of looking forward obviously with all the the information released there last week by the government of the different phases we are trying to put a plan together of you know potentially what we can do in the coming months but you know it's also dependent on so many things it, it's hard to have them set in stone really. And who do you live with when you're down in Cork training full time and and when do you think uh, you'll see them again I presume you're on you're in contact with them all the time. 
So I was living with Phil Doyle. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's the he's in the heavyweight men's double, but he's actually gone back up home to work in the NHS. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So he he moved out there just I'd say three days before the the lockdown was called. Um. So yeah, I was kind of in a sticky situation there. I didn't know whether to keep the house or to what to do. Of course. Um. So I've held on to it anyway for the moment because obviously I wanted a safe uh, place to go back to. Where I wouldn't be mixing with with other people while training and bringing you know uncertainty into the group really. Yeah, when you came back from Italy, were you tested? No, we weren't, and we were almost. We kind of walked into the country and we're like looking around to be like, what do we do? You know, I suppose it was such early days, like there wasn't a case in Ireland at the time, and you know, we almost didn't know what was the right thing to do. Um, so. Yeah we like thank god obviously none of us had it but yeah we we were there kind of panicking every runny nose and things like that we were you know yeah exactly um, become paranoid (laughs) about them don't you yeah exactly yeah so I think once that once that two weeks had passed we were just like oh thank god you know Um, and in every in every training group there's always somebody who when the chips are down keeps everybody else going so who on the Irish women's team are you missing at the moment when things get tough and who would help to lighten the load uh, to be honest, I think, you know, we all take it in turns. Like we have this, we 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 have this joke that we make that, oh, I'm not driving the train today. Someone else has to drive, you know, <laughs> so that there's always one person that has to like push the group on to keep us going when we're, when we're exhausted. So we, we take turns on that one. So you're all driving the train on your own at the moment. I notice on your Instagram that yeah. your motto is don't count the days, make the days count. Is that a new motto since I self-isolation or did you have that before? No, really enough. That's been there. That's been there years. I'd say since I set up my Instagram. But um, really? yeah, I think it's it's probably very uh, appropriate at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. It is the perfect uh, coronavirus motto. I think, especially for athletes. So don't count mm-hmm. the days. Make the days count. I hope we hope and off the bench that you're not in isolation for many many more too many more months, um, Africa. But um, the great thing is, is you're in a great place. You can train. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you've got a world record, which is amazing. So thanks yep, so thank much for joining much. us. Um, hope the weather keeps fine and don't forget to wash your hands. Thank you. That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation.